Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It is the week 18 review. The NFL regular season has come to an end. We will be breaking down who got in, who got out. Black Monday has already been um, active and busy, so we'll give you the lowdown on that. Maybe other things to come that haven't happened yet. And just make sure, as always, that you're caught up on everything you need to be caught up caught up on. Justin, are you ready? Yeah, I am. Bert, let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. And check them out at facevalueclothing.com. Thank you to Face Value Clothing for sponsoring this podcast for yet another (laughs) eventful NFL season. Hopefully, uh, some of you listeners went out and purchased yourself some good face value gear. Check them out at face value underscore clothing on Instagram. Make sure that you're up to date on any drops that are coming this spring. Um, yep. And we'll get into maybe, maybe we'll have some more advertisements in the spring because with it being black Monday, I know I, I have wanted to do some that I've not talked to Zach about maybe doing a little more off season pots. You know, specific for teams, bring on some Bears fans, bring on some Packers fans, talk about the Colts, talk about the Raiders, you know, bring on some people to get some off-season insight. So we'll stay up to date, but thank you again to Face Value Clothing. Zach, the season is over Yep, for us. It it still continues for the league, for half the league, but, you know, for us, it is over. Um, It was a eventful ending for the Colts. It has been an eventful beginning of the off season for the giants. And yep. we are here to break pretty much it all down with week 18 being done. Yeah. I mean, crazy ending to the year. I'm sure we'll both have monologues and kind of where both of our teams stand, but um, it's always a weird time. It's always a weird time. Half the league, no longer playing. We kind of talked about it today as the playoff matchups unveiled and all the timing of the games got unveiled. Um, one of the least interested years mm-hmm. I've been, um, when I when I saw the release, the Stafford at Detroit game will be incredible, which will break all these down in the preview, of course. You know, the Flacco run will be fun to watch. But in terms of just good teams, good competition, um, as we've noted all year with the quarterbacks being hurt, it's just been a, a lesser product. I think we're going to continue to see that as these playoffs unfold. It's probably been the least excited I've been in a while. Yeah, I, I think that for me is the uh... – best way to summarize this season is the least eventful least interesting nfl season i I probably had my entire life i feel like we've been on that you know take for pretty much since the first month of the season um i know we talked about a little bit today i think it starts with the quarterbacks but i i think overall just the talent pool this year uh was lesser than it usually is um you know the the season ended with a lot of these like average teams battling it out, which was fun for a while. I guess it was fun. It was interesting for a while, but in reality, um, there really wasn't too many exciting 
uh, matchups. Like when I look back on this season, how many regular season games am I going to remember? I, I well, don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm trying to think like what's the most memorable regular season game we've had this year. And maybe a lot of them have to do like the, the beginning of the year with, you know, the Vikings bills or something that was like week four or whatever, but there just wasn't a lot of memorable matchups or games in my was opinion. Was it? I don't, I thought it was this it was year. Last I, year. Was exactly. It? I, That's the point. It was last I, year. Yeah. So I, I, I struggle with that sense. Um, so I'm glad that it's over, but I, I think it does carry over into these playoff matchups. I know for the NFC, I just, two of them besides the Stafford, I just care about because I want to see my rivals lose, but uh, you know, we're going to start off with the, Kansas City Miami matchup that's going to be freezing cold. I don't think either offense is going to be good. And you're just like, all right, well, this is going to be a Saturday primetime game that uh, you know, you you on tell Peacock. me on Peacock, you tell me in September is a matchup. I'm like, okay, this is going to be really interesting. And now yeah. that we're here in January, I just could care less about it. So I, I think that it perfectly sums up the NFL season. Um, and I am thankful that it's over for me. Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I'm trying to think of games where there was a lot of hype. I mean, because the primetime games, remember, they all sucked. We talked about for the first six weeks, we're like these primetime games are brutal. Yeah, I'm sure we're forgetting one good battle. I mean, I, I guess so the Cowboys Seahawks game was a high scoring battle, but like, did anyone even care about that game? No. Cowboys Lions wasn't bad. I don't know. I don't know. Best it really was down here. Of NFL season. The Ravens 49ers didn't game, didn't live up to the hype. I mean, it was impressive oh. on the Ravens side, but the interceptions are really weird. Um, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a poor, poor product. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. let's see here. What is like the top play? I didn't even tell me the top of plays. So, yeah, anyways. Not but great. We're here to review the week 18 slate. Which I we guess are. had some interesting matchups. So yeah, we, we are get Start into that. Yeah, we might as well. And some of these obviously will be quicker over, but at least we'll be able to talk about kind of their outlooks as we head into the the, the summer for some of these teams. Um, first up, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Good win for Pittsburgh. All of a sudden, Justin, Pittsburgh's ten and seven, and they're going to Buffalo. And if TJ Watt's playing in this game, I'm picking them. Yeah, and I still want to pick them. And they're not good. No. But I, I mean, credit to them. They do this every year. They're they're like the perennial seven seed now in the AFC. I would take it. I thought about it. I'd take it. Yeah. I would take that life. I I don't know. We I, I had a one on a little Steelers rant rant a couple weeks ago where I was like, you guys just don't understand what true pain is. Um yep. But yeah, here we are again. We set you know, like the Steelers fans were like fire Tomlin, and then they just go on this winning streak, and now they're in the playoffs. And there's yep. something about I I know you have not really won, you know, or ha- competed in the playoffs for a while, but you're continuously being there with Mason Rudolph as your starter right now. Uh, I think it just shows a lot about this team. And and like you said, I don't know if any team in the AFC necessarily wants to play them just because they do have TJ Watt, they do have difference makers. Their offense, this this game, I don't feel like really talks a lot. You can't talk a lot about their offense just because of the weather. I mean, it was probably the rainiest game I had seen in a long time. Um, yeah. They were able to get it done. So good for them. And, you know, we'll get into Buffalo. But, yeah, if you're a Steelers fan, here we are again. You know, you guys did it. You made the playoffs. I don't know why you're complaining. Yeah. I mean, if I was, yeah, if I, if 
I wanted the seven seed this year because I wanted to play Buffalo. Like it was, we were going to beat them. Like I felt yeah. way better about beating them than any other team. I just feel like they have so many weaknesses. And yeah, Pittsburgh, will they win a game after that? No, but I mean, winning one's great. So I, I think they can do it and they'll have a chance and their fans are excited. And that's why we do this. Um, Baltimore, whatever. Baltimore, nothing. there's no reason to talk about. No. So one seed, I am, I mean, even after this week, I would be shocked if we don't see Baltimore and San Fran in the Super Bowl still right now. Yeah, I think the big question mark is, um, you know, what are they going to look like coming off of a, bu- a two-week buy pretty much for their starters? And yep. I know that it's I, – I still would be surprised if they don't make the Super Bowl, but you have to ask the question of wh- what happens if somebody just gets hot, right? And, and you start up and you're down, you know, 20 to nothing or something crazy like that, and you're like, now they have to fight back. Um yep. That's my only concern for Baltimore is what happens the first week of the divisional round. If they just get punched in the face early, are they going to be able to respond to that? Um, and then we have had question marks on their ability to close. So I, I think that this team right now is Super Bowl or bust. If they don't, if they don't get yep. to the Super Bowl, I should say, uh, it's a, it's a loss of a season almost. Um, this is, feels like the best opportunity that they've had with this Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh merger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and We'll see if they can do it. It's the playoffs start a completely different season. Everyone starts O and O, and I I just get nervous about how they can start with a two week buy because we always talk about one week buys if you should rest your starters, let alone two week buys. So, yep. I mean, yeah, it's I completely agree. There's no excuses for Baltimore. This is the year to at least make it to the Super Bowl and have that rematch against San Francisco. Um, and we'll, we'll get to both sides of it because yeah, the two week buy I probably would have seen guys out there, but then we'll get to Detroit later one week thing and i know it wasn't locked up but there's just risks to both there's no right way to do it but the two week one you know i usually like to see your guys out there for a couple of possessions but there's also baltimore team that we always say every week no one gets hurt like baltimore so at for, for that side of it you know you can understand why they maybe were scared to put guys out there especially in that weather yeah, that is true but and i don't think in, that that weather was so bad that you're like it, I, it's one of those things where we've all had it as athletes, whether it's like a third grade game to your high school or you're in college or even the pros. It's just the weather was so terrible. You like get in your locker room like, did I even like play a game there? Like yeah, everything was just it's so, so weird and off. You're like, I, I don't feel like I played a game mentally or physically. No, game plans are thrown out. It's literally just about like who who can just stay on their feet. Like yeah. it's it's just a, it's stupid. So Baltimore's in, Pittsburgh's in, three AFC North teams get in. Very impressive. First, first time ever that an entire division had a winning record, which I did. I would have expected to happen like two or three times in the past, but that is, that is truthfully insane. And if you're a Bengals fan, it's like, I mean, we got there, but holy crap, three well, teams ahead of you that make it. Uh, and like, you didn't make the playoffs, but it's, you also had, you went one year and five in your division and everybody had a winning record. Like we'll get into the Bengals later on, but that that's just a, a tougher pill to swallow. I feel like. It is, but now Baltimore, I mean, Cincinnati and I'll get into Houston here in a second. I mean, there's always a worst to first team every year. And now you get a fourth place schedule. Like since he should be like, all right, you know, we're going to be fine. So yeah, that's going to pay dividends next year. Like getting the fourth place schedule. And you now you're going to, to win and you didn't care about watching Jake Browning anyways. So, yeah. So it, it, it'll work out for them. Um, next up, Indy at Houston, Houston wins 23 to 17. Um, I'll just start with my, my Colts monologue and thoughts yep. for the team and the season before we get into the game. Um, I, th- I saw a really good tweet. Justin, if you look at the Colts team this season, okay, you basically take out Anthony Richardson, right? We're taking out Anthony. He, he didn't play. You replaced defensively. You lost Stephon Gilmore. 
Shell or Shaq Leonard became a shell of himself and was now gone. You replaced Yannick Ngakwe with Sam, Samson Ekubom. Slight upgrade, I guess. Um, and then you started two rookie cornerbacks. That's all that happened on defense. Same coordinator. Offensively, you replaced Matt Ryan with Gardner Minshew. You added Josh Downs, and nothing else changed. So if you told me that before the season, and you asked me how many games I thought we were going to win this year, which we won four last year, I would have said maybe four. Maybe. And we won nine games and we're 20 yards away from the division. So it, it's extremely optimistic. Like I think fans a lot of times go into off seasons and they kind of fabricate hope because you have to. And I'm not saying I've, I've been there. We all been there. Like I'm sure you'll have to do it at some point Man. this off season. And I will too, because we have real needs and I'll get to that in a second. But even though we had this huge improvement, it, it wasn't from one possession bullshit. Like we were pretty even on that. It was just coaching. It's coaching, and it's amazing what five more wins did to this team. That was very, very, very similar to last year's team. Um, And sure, the schedule might be a little harder and whatnot, but you have the quarterback now. You have the coach now. You have foundational pieces. I'm sure Pittman will be coming back. Taylor's coming back. Whole offensive line's coming back. So you have that set. Now, it's the summer of Chris Ballard. It is He finally got his quarterback on a rookie contract, finally has the coach he likes. Now is the time to get aggressive. Defensively, we have a whole lot of needs. You know, offensively, we don't need much. Maybe a player, maybe a tight end. You know, Brock Bowers, if he falls to us, I would like to trade our first-round pick for a star. I think we're in that setting now where it's time to trade for guys, make moves, spend money. And we finally had the first time to do that since Andrew eventually retired on us, um, whatever it was, six years ago. So we're in a great, great spot. Um, But as long as you're not complacent, you know, we're going to see improvement. We're going to win the division next year. If we get complacent and don't make many moves, we'll probably be worse. So we're in a terrific spot. I woke up completely optimistic on Sunday, happy that we have a third place schedule. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think the sky's the limit for this team. And I'm I'm not just like saying it as a fan. We are going to win the division next year. I think we have the best coach, you know, the second best quarterback, and, and we're ready to roll. So could not be more excited about the Colts. Yeah, I I think that the when you put into perspective the roster turnover i think that's the best thing it shows you how much how important coaching is in the nfl um and i think that for the colts like you said this is the year to get aggressive we have always seen the colts at the top of cap uh you know space for the last four years and they just it's never felt right because like you said you i mean we've said in the past you never want to build through free agency and it never felt like it was the right situation to just go and spend a boatload of money. Uh, yep. But like you said, you've got the head coach, you've got the quarterback on rookie deal. Your window is now open for four years in that sense um, or four more years. And you have a lot of foundational pieces. So now is the time where it's like, all right, let's sign these deals with these guys to try yep. and bring in the weapons. I try to get the star power. Um, and I, I think that, you know, if you told the Colts what you were last year, that you would be in just this situation in terms of, um, you know, in a rebuild, not, not, not what the season was in terms of basically sure. having a playoff game and being a game away from winning a division title or 20 yards, like you said, but just in terms of the foundation that you had now, I think you sign up a hundred times out of a hundred and for Colts fans, I think it's really important. We'll get into the game, but it's important to take a step back and realize where you are because it's, it's a tough league out there. Um, and just to have that massive improvement with limited talent over the course of one year is huge. And I know that it's a, it sucks to swallow the pill of being 20 yards away. But like you said, there's a lot to hope for. And 
uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we talk long-term, we talked about the Bengals where now the Colts have an, you have a third place schedule next year. Um, and you have a better draft pick and you weren't going to do anything in the playoffs this year. You basically got a playoff game already. So what, what were you playing for? You were going to got, you were going to get a home playoff game now against Cleveland. Cleveland. All right. We'll see. But, uh, you weren't, I don't think that this was a title contender team and it's not, if I offend you as a Colts fan for saying that, I I think that you have worse issues as a fan. Um, and, and you were in a better spot for a rebuild moving forward. So I think all of those are very good positive takeaways. And going into the offseason, I think the Colts are going to be the team that a lot of people point to uh, to look for even more improvement this upcoming year. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. It's It really was the perfect scenario when Anthony went down. You compete all year. You have a chance at the playoffs. You still end up with a good draft pick and no harm foul. So it, it, it worked out perfectly from that regard. Um, from the game, I mean, uh, Gardner was terrible. Like mm-hmm. – you know, it's I, I really appreciate Gardner if he doesn't end up a Colt next year for just giving me a chance to care about games for a whole season when it looked like it was going to be another year of not. So I, I really do appreciate Gardner. He was terrible. He missed so many throws. Uh, missed one to Mo before the half. Had Pierce on the first drive for as he always does. God bless Alec Pierce. I think he's going to be like kind of the Jalen Hyatt. Like once he gets a chance with the guy who understands what he's doing downfield. Like even if he has a quote unquote one trick pony, which Jalen's probably more than that than Alec. Like he's actually going to get the ball next year and do even more. So I, I, I appreciate Alec for having a good attitude this year when there's so many opportunities he missed downfield because he just didn't get the ball. Um, but credit to Houston, like awesome story, worst to first. They were they're not great. Like they they still we probably should have beat them. Um, you know, I, they had one player that could beat us. He had nine catches on nine targets for 195 yards. That's where I, I get upset with Gus Bradley, but I. I can understand our secondary was a joke, but Nico Collins is becoming a star. Mm-hmm. So that's fun for them. And then CJ, from a quarterback perspective, the first throw was gorgeous. And then in the fourth quarter, when they needed to drive, he was as tough as nails. And that's the shit that you see and you're like, you know, I, I just trust this guy when it matters now because he was taking hits, he was making throws, he was making plays. So huge credit to Houston for winning this game. Um, and then lastly, I guess, you know, you always talk about Justin – Players, not plays, you know, late in games. And that's something that's been, unfortunately, become the whole discourse of this game. Um, And I get it. I get it. I get it. And I understand it. I won't argue that Shane shouldn't have had Tyler Goodson out there. I I won't argue that. That's a guy. He's an NFL player. You should make a catch. You should make a throw. Um, But that's a big spot for a kid. And God bless him. His answers after the game were heart-wrenching to hear. As someone who didn't really care that we lost. It, it it really hurt to hear him after the game. Like he was. I didn't want. I'm glad. I didn't want to listen to it. Personally, terrible. I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna make me feel even worse. It's terrible. I mean, he he was he was crying. I, it was it was it was a wreck. He knew what he did. Um, yeah. You know, we should have someone else in there. Taylor was clearly hurt. He didn't cut up field on the on the second down late on on that same series. I think was, that was was that the one I texted you on. Yeah, he that just went like, out of bounds. A, yeah, there was a. I said something. I was like, there was a hole, and he just didn't. Yeah. And it was, it's too bad because that was the first time we've seen JT and JT form in a while. I mean, he was unbelievable in this game. Yeah. Um, so it sucks the way it ended. Shane will learn. I'm not worried about it at all. It just sucks that became the discourse, but um, it is something that, you know, probably shouldn't have happened, but God, when you're that open in the NFL, it's hard, it's hard to, hard to be that open in the NFL. So it's, it's a tough, it goes both ways. Yeah, I agree. I think it sucks that this was what it came down to. Um, Gardner was awful. This def- I mean, this offense felt like they couldn't move. And, and credit to your defense because r- really, besides the first and last drive, which 
I mean, the last one's the one that really matters. But besides the first and last drive, this defense was nails. Like it, it mm-hmm. just felt like they were getting stops when they needed to. They were bending but not breaking. Uh, and offensively, you know, it just they could never get anything going. And then you get this drive with an opportunity. Um, and yeah, we JT, you see him on the sidelines, and immediately I'm, you know, my flag goes up where I'm like, yep. uh oh. Uh, but he was hurt. And you know when he's coming off the field that it was a pa- I mean it was a pass play. But right. I don't the thing is is that with what he needed to do in that pass play, what we saw, I don't know if JT was the right guy to have on the field. Now yeah. I don't know. I still think that he should have been on the field, but that's it, it's just a tough situation because yeah. I always lean players, not plays. And I think if he's on the field, you're just trying to run the ball then. Um, but at the end of the day, guess what? The play was perfect. The mm-hmm. play was wide open, the play was everything it needed to be, and it just wasn't executed. Um, yeah. you can blame it on Gardner, you can blame it on Goodson, you can blame it on whoever. I just think that we need to take a step back and just say, like, hey, it, it it just didn't happen. And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes we don't need to have a Monday morning quarterbacking moment. And sometimes we just have to look at it and be like, you know what? It, it the play didn't work out. And it is what it is. We can we can go back, but what if Jonathan Taylor is in the game? Like I said, can he run that route? I don't know. What if they try yeah. to run the ball or run a different play? Is there even an opportunity? I don't know. So yeah. I, I just don't think that it was a bad enough play call for the situation for me to Monday morning quarterback. And like you said, at the end of the day, it's a growing moment for Steichen. Um, and, you know, it, it sucks that the season ends in this manner, but there's just so many positives for this Colts team for everyone to be going at, you know, Steichen or whoever for for what happened. No, it's a great point. Like if we run the ball with Taylor on that play and he gets stuffed, Shane gets killed for not doing an RPO or throwing it. Like it's just, yeah. it's just what it's going to be, right? If he completes it, it's wow. What trust yeah. he had in his guys, you yeah. know, to put Tyler Goodson in there. So it's just, it's just the way it happens and it, it didn't go well. Um, and I, I just think but, that like if Taylor was a hundred percent healthy and you take him out here, I'm, I'm 100% on this podcast right now yeah, saying, no like, I am saying, yeah. I, I don't know why he didn't put it in his hands. Um, yep. And I understand the whole, like, well, you still have like Pittman and you still have Josh Downs and these guys, but personally, I don't think any of them right now are like a, they have to have the ball at the end of, end of the game guy. I, I just don't. Right. And with how Gardner was playing, you're like, I'm going to give Gardner an easy pass here. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't on him, but it, it hit both of his hands. And that yeah. should be a catch. So I, I just think that there was too many things. I love the play call. It was one of those where like, I know you kind of taught me how to find it from living with you for so long, where it's just like the way I watch football change in terms of just looking downfield or seeing what it was. And yeah. immediately I'm, I, I was, I'm already stupid, but immediately right when the play was snapped, you know that you knew Goodson was getting the ball and you're up because yep. you see it, you see the field, how open it was. And then it just doesn't get executed. But I, I, the Monday morning quarterback on Sunday was just our Saturday night. Really. It was just so annoying to have to listen to. It was awful. It was awful. So it's a brutal way to go out. I mean, CJ Stroud said it's the loudest the stadium stadium has been at this year. It's fun to just have Indy care about games. And I think that will continue the next year as we have a lot of fun home games. Um, And the Houston side, like we said, congrats. You don't have a first round pick this year. Like this is awesome. Like who cares? Like who cares? They're not going to care about that. They have a first place schedule next year. They have their quarterback. They have their coach. You know, this is what they're supposed to do now. They won and they're way ahead of schedule. So huge congrats to Houston. The problem with Houston I guess down the road is going to be, I think Stroud's going to be good enough to overcome it, but Bobby Slowick's probably going to get hired this summer. And you're going to have that revolving door, possibly of offensive coordinator. And that's just tough on a guy, especially that's young, even as good as CJ is. Um, Cause it's clear this guy's had a lot of influence helping CJ. Um, so that's, you know, the only downside, but 
if you're Houston, you're not thinking about downsides right now. You have a home playoff game with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. That's that's the dream. Yeah, I think Houston they're in a good they're in a good spot with a lot of things. Um, you know, still some question marks, uh, but they're a young team. And, they're young. Uh, you, really, I my questions for Houston. It's one of those things where I don't I don't think that they're necessarily going to be an AFC powerhouse, and I don't want to sound that way. But it's like my question marks arise in three years when you have to start paying guys because if with CJ Stroud, what he's doing, Will Anderson, what he's doing, they have these. I mean, I. I can't think of any of their names right now, but they have a lot of young defensive talent. If like this, if yeah, Nico Derek and Tank Dell, Stingley, uh, if, and then who's our other corner? They have another guy, right? Maybe they don't. Uh, I, I thought they did for some reason. Um, I think it's Steven Nelson. I think he's a little older. But they're going to have to start paying guys, basically. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. if, if, especially if Nico starts turning out to do what Nico's doing, um, if, if Tank Dell continues to stay healthy and do what he's doing, it's it's one of those things where at some point you're gonna be like, hey, we have a lot of we have a lot of rookie guys and they're yep. gonna have to get paid. So, but that's I don't know why why you'd be nervous about a three year down the line issue, right? So. Like if you're a fan of Houston, like we're saying that because we get to have that perspective. If you were a Houston fan, you'd be like, we're we're coming. Like, uh, yeah, I would not care at all. Right, it's it's awesome for them. So good for CJ, and I still hate him. I'll hate him forever now. But you know, impressive performance. I'll give him that. Um, next one, Tampa Bay at Carolina. I watched this whole game because I had Tampa and Survivor. I mean, Tampa Bay's horrible. Baker is hurt, I think, and fully regressed back to bad yeah. Baker. Yeah. Carolina had a touchdown, and Chark just got the ball hit out of his hands at the one. Yeah. They had another touchdown that was called back because a guy didn't line up on the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, they were – this is one of the – I don't remember that Detroit 0 17 team very well, but they would beat this team. Yeah, or the the Browns winless team would beat this yeah. team. Or that the, who else won one game? Like the Jets won one game that one year against the Rams or something like that. They'd beat this team. Like this team yeah. horrible. I have no yeah. idea how they won two games. Zero. They haven't scored since Christmas. That's encompasses. They got owners throwing things uh i know they fired their gm i wanted to run through at one point their gm's track record yeah go uh, ahead declined two first for burns traded cmc and didn't get a first yeah. drafted equanu whatever his name however you pronounce it sixth overall yeah traded a two a second pick of, i mean a second round a fourth round and a sixth rounder for darnold cut cam newton which i Look, you're going to have to cut him, but the thing is, he he ended yeah. that situation. Traded yep. up for DJ Johnson, reached for Mingo, traded DJ Moore, traded a third and for CJ Henderson, let Riddick and Gilmore walk, 14 and 37 record, third, spent a third rounder on Corral, paid Miles Sanders. So um, I think looking back on it, Carolina is not a major like market team. If this was a major market, he would be written in this uh, history books as one of the worst GMs ever. Uh, literally took a a Dave Gettleman made franchise and turned it into <laughs> the worst franchise in football. Uh, just no understanding of draft capital, um, no understanding of of player value, and a. They are now in just the worst spot ever as a fan base, and they're they are so bad. I don't. I truthfully, 
I know we joke. I, I, we joke about it. We see the things on Twitter about people being like, I'm done or whatever. If I was a Panthers fan, I truthfully think that I, I would just, I just wouldn't care at this point. It'd be too much. It's just like, why, why bother? I agree. Like I did the whole Jeff Saturday speech. So think so much things, so many things can change in a year, but damn, like five years down the road, how is this still not the worst team? I, I don't know. They have to like, hit what? on something major. They don't have a first round pick. Like I, I know no, no guy's going to turn down a head coaching job or GM job because they come so rare. But man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I take it. I, I don't know how you take it. It's I total, would, it's I so think bad. the only reason you take it is because you know going into it that like no one's no one with a reasonable mind would be like three years. Hey, but you went 10 and 30 in Carolina. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh I would I would have probably a buy or like a, a clause in my contract where it's like if you fire me in the first three years, I get 30 million dollars or something. Yeah. Um I I don't know why you would take it because I What's one positive that they have? No, I don't have that for you. So Derek Brown, Derek Brown, I guess, nose tackle. Yeah. Like I would trade him. I would trade Burns. I would try to trade Bryce. I would literally trade the entire team this summer. Yeah. I I I it I truthfully have never seen an NFL franchise in more of a blow it up scenario than this one. Yeah. I I don't even know. What I, I just I don't even know what to say about them. It's that bad. It is. It is. Like and, and what sucks is it's coming JC from Horn. A, Oh JC Horn. I forgot he's there. I love JC Horn. There's a positive. Yeah, he finally is on, well, he's on the field like three times a year. But yeah. yeah I, hey, I'll give you a fourth for him. That's the other thing too, is like every time you're trying to sell guys, you're just pennies on the dollar at this point. Yeah. There it's it's a shame. Um, it sucks. You're you're talking to a Panthers alum here, third and fourth grade. Uh, you know, truthfully, never had the success that you want to be when you're when you dress up in that blue and black. But you know, that's that's where I got my first opportunity, and it, it sucks to see us be at this point right now. And shout out to, yes, moving on from that quote. Um, shout out to Jeremy Chin. I don't know the situation, so this isn't you know per source. I know one thing: if Jeremy Chin is going to speak candidly with a sense of frustration, it is a million times worse than what he's saying. <laughs> that was my first thought. That was, that was actually my first thought. He is one of the most stand-up guys you will ever meet. He is the perfect example of what an NFL role model should be. The character, the person, everything inside of him is good. And for him to talk, which he doesn't even like to do, yep. in front of cameras, which he doesn't mm -hmm. like to do, and speak poorly, it must have been so effing bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait for him to be a free agent. I, I can't wait for him. I'm happy. I'm happy he's getting out of there. I, I, I'm i beyond thankful for that because yeah, I, I completely agree. My first thought, too, was like, this is a guy who you never hear him talk to the media. Um, and I it had to, I bet also part of me thinks like, did he even want to talk to the media or was it just like, it was more of like his agent was probably like, dude, you have an opportunity here. Thousand percent, buddy told him you need to seek out the media today and tell them you're upset. And yeah. I bet he wasn't comfortable with that. 
No, because you could yeah. tell on his face he was not yeah. comfortable with he what he was doing. He still wasn't trying to say it. He still wasn't trying no. to say it. No, he was just like, yeah, I thought I would, you know, he was just like, I, I thought I'd play in the pay for feel more. But you know, it's even worse when you're looking at the replies oh. and it's all like one sided. Like, here's the thing let me paint this picture for you, listeners. NFL player from a bad team yep. complains about playing time. I'm just, yep. I'm, I'm labeling like that. Tell me how you think it's perceived by the media. I mean, by by fans and everybody. You Usually, trash. Diva doesn't understand what he has. Yeah. You know, it, you know, doesn't, you know, waste of an opportunity. Blah, get blah, ready blah. to learn something, buddy. Comments. Yeah, get ready to learn Chinese, all this stuff. No one's backing him. The support that Jeremy Chin got in that thing when it was just <laughs> everyone was like, what? Yes, thank you. Good, free him. He deserves more. That's when you know how bad it was in Carolina. And I'm glad that he got that response because, you know, no one deserves it more than Shin. I know he's number one player for this pod, but um, yeah, if he wants another outlet, we're here. Wow. We're here. Wow. That actually, that actually may not be bad for him. A little publicity. Yeah. Yeah, I actually actually may do that. Uh, But yeah, so Carolina's completely awful. Tampa Bay, congrats division champs. Congrats to Baker and the team there. Um, They're falling apart, but. If Baker can get a little healthy, I, I mean, the Monday night game gets play them. Oh, I forgot they're playing Philly, too. What an awful Philly. game. Yeah, you want, I mean, Carolina at least can defend because they have Chin, Burns, Brown. You want to get right offensively, play Philly. I mean, so I, I think, yeah, they could win that game easily. So congrats to them on being uh, NFC South champions. Um, next one, Cleveland, Cincy. Biggest takeaway for me, and this one's pretty clear. Um, uh, Jake Browning's girlfriend definitely was aware of the situation today. And you talk about a girl taking full advantage of knowing where the screen time was heading that game. Mm -hmm. That's all I have on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Not not much to add. Uh, Not much to add. David Bell. I mean, two touchdowns. David Bell, Warren Central's, uh, you know, um, I, yeah, I don't have much to talk about this for this game. I think if you're a Bengals fan, it's just like, yeah, cool. Uh, I feel like it shows we have a lot of depth. Um, yeah, sure. And, you know, we're like, Hey, the window, we, this was no expectations for this year. We found a way to get a win- winning record. Let's come back next year, have a, you know, a, a very easy schedule. It's going to feel like, and yep. who are they going to play? It's going to be Titans. They can play the Titans, the Patriots, Patriots, and the Chargers, who will probably be a little better, but still. Well, we'll see what the Herbert thing is. But yeah, so you'd rather – it's just that – what an opportunity to have in front of them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's then, also yeah, fun the- to see guys hit their incentives live. Like Mixon scored the touchdown. Yeah. He's throwing the money. Clowney was dancing around. The Chris Jones one was awesome. Yeah. The entire team ran on the field. Those are really fun to see in Week 18. I agree. I also like the uh, the tweets where it's like so and so needs like sixteen hundred more yards to like read shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's Quentin Johnson. Yeah, uh, I saw one. It's like Quentin Johnson needs eleven hundred yards to become the all time yeah. NFL rookie leader. <laughs> yeah, so those are always <laughs> those are always fun. Yeah, that game that game was horrible. Um, next one, Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit wins. Uh, but it comes at the expense of losing Sam Laporta most likely next week. Mm-hmm. I can't blame the coach. There's no way Dan Campbell's sitting, guys. They technically did need to play to win. No, 
they, they had a chance at the two seed, and they didn't know because Dallas wasn't playing until yeah. 425. Yeah. So I get it. The second Sam went down, I would have taken everyone out. Yeah. Like, Amon Ra got banged up, like, the next series. I'm like, dude, get these guys out. But it's who they are, and it just – it sucks because he has been as important of a rookie tight end, as good as a rookie tight end as we've seen in a long time. So just worried about them next week. Yeah, I – I'm pretty sure I said this last year, um, and I, I still believe the sentiment. I will never blame a coach for a player getting injured in week 18. Yep. I feel like I, I just can't. I think that yep. obviously, like, there are some egregious situations and examples I'm sure that you can pull up where it is clear as day, like, hey, this guy shouldn't play. But how many guys can you set? You know, we right. like you have Sam Laporta, you have Amon Ra, you have Jameer Gibbs, you have Dave Montgomery, you have Jared Goff. It's like, I, we can't, we only have 53 spots. And we talked about this on the preview pod. You can't just bring in a random guy and let them sit out this one because they're, you had to put them in the, on the IR to open up that roster spot. So yep. it sucks. It's always the risk you play. It's always a freak accident. Um, I do agree that the moment it happens, we probably have to take a step back and pull everybody. But Dan Gamble is not going to do that. And, no. you know, this is just what the NFL is because it's also one of those things where it's like, what if this was a, uh, you know, a game where they, they did know if they won, they got the two seed and now no one's going to like, but then people are still going to complain. Or, or what if this was a game where it's like they're, they're winning, they get in and a guy gets hurt. Like, yeah, it's, weak, no right, it's, it's no right way. It's another week of the football season. Uh, you know, you have to do it. What if, and sometimes you see these things like, I know this wasn't the Porter example. It's like, what if a guy decides to play because he needs to get his incentives? You know, you, ne you never know. So I always hate that this becomes a conversation because I think it's it, a lot of times is an unnecessary one. Um, but so Laporta for golf, like you always, I, I forget. I'm pretty sure that it was, there was a YouTube video about it or somebody was talking about it. Golf when I was watching film breakdown, it's like, he's an inside the numbers guy where it's just like his arm strength. If, when he's working inside the numbers, he's a million times better than when he get outside the numbers. Yeah. And that's why we, I feel like we've seen this Laporta resurgence where he's a great tight end. And now he has a guy who wants to work that inside of the field and losing yeah. him um, is huge. I think that that's a big loss for their offense. It also just allows, you know, as a defense, now you can focus on a mod raw and their backfield a lot more. So we'll see how they respond. I think it is a big loss and um, you know, we'll see what they look like coming to the football. Or, I mean, in the playoff football. Yep. I mean, obviously we'll get in the pre preview, but I mean, it's a really tough spot for Detroit fans. First ever home game and you get, you know, a guy you worshipped for over a decade. So and that they sucks. still worship. I don't think that yeah, there's any. They can't even fake hate him. Like, it just sucks. It sucks, but yeah. it's going to be awesome. So Minnesota. Odds he cries. It's so tough because it's a playoff game. Also. If you're Detroit Lions, do you play a like a thank you video pregame? No, no uh, way. Oh, oh, me, I am to throw him off of his game. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. This is nothing about like, oh, you know, it's 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 screw him today. I want a standing O. I want everyone getting loud for Stafford because I want him to have to stop thinking about the game for a millisecond. That's a fair. Millisecond. I or it's just all of his injuries and picks on a on a montage. Yeah. And he's just like, what is happening? Or what if it's the uh um like the what was it, the Packers or something or whatever where he got like the separated short and he goes out yeah. and it's like yeah. it like pauses, it turns gray, and like the words what if he stayed down came up and then like or something like that, or he should have stayed down. Yeah, I yeah, that would that'd be funny. I I I think 
if you're a Detroit fan, like you love him enough. And I, I just think he loves the city enough. If you can just get in his head for just a second, it's yeah. so worth it for an opportunity to win a football game. It will be very interesting to see the pregame antics that happen. It will be. Um, Minnesota, tough year with the quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is a free agent. Big decision for them. I think they're sitting at like the 12th pick. Um, you know, there's reports are coming out randomly now that they were doing everything they could last year to come up and get Anthony. Um, I don't know. They're in an interesting spot. I, I, they have good pieces. I, I don't know what they're – I'm sure they're going to try to get a quarterback, but join the list. So it's a tough spot for them. Yeah, I think, you know, offensively, great team. Uh, Addison, like, even with the rookie quarter or the back quarterbacks, has taken a step. Um, and I feel like they, they did enough losing Dalvin Cook in the backfield with a running back by committee. Never really lost a step there, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, they got better this year. I, they were yeah. awful last year. They got the better this year, but now it's Kirk Cousins' question: Are you going to pay a guy who's like forty-five years old who just come off of a torn Achilles? Is he even going to be ready by the start of the season? We don't know. Um, that's the tough spot. Like, like you said, there's going to be so many people trying to move up for guys in the draft. I feel like I, I, you know, when we talk about how many quarterbacks go in the top ten. I just feel like the number is five right now, a minimum in that, like, I, you know, I, I don't know if like Joe, all he's probably going to go Marvin Harrison jr. Is going to go, but name me the corner that everyone wants right now. Name me the defensive end. Everyone wants right now. I just, I, 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 yeah, I've been looking at mocks. I don't think a defensive player is going to go till 13 and Jared versus awesome. Yeah. It's, (laughs) and I just, it's just one of those things where I don't think that this is necessarily a, top talented draft in a lot of positions besides quarterback um yeah, and receiver. And if, well yeah and receiver but it's just one of those things where it's like i i you take a quarterback over a receiver every day of the week um yeah. if you're a team like we need to improve our offense where do we start quarterback or receiver uh quarterback so yep. i being outside of the top 10 i think that's hurt that's why i'll get into the giants but that's why i've it's it's very frustrating to drop out of the top five because now you're even losing the opportunity like you're losing an opportunity because the value every single every single pick in the NFL draft it, you lose more and more value. It, like I know people are like, oh, but you're, you're you only dropped a spot. Like, yeah, that matters. Being two picks out of the top ten, that matters. Teams aren't going to want to trade back and be like, oh, I'm going to drop out of the top ten now. So that's a tough spot. And you look at twelve, and if you can't trade up, who who are we who are we talking right now? You know. <laughs> JJ McCarthy? Maybe. Like as I, the I, I just, guy? Are you talking about the number six yes, quarterback? Six? Yes. Yeah, probably yeah. JJ McCarthy. I it's just Stand I board. don't know. I maybe. I, I just don't know. I feel like there's five guys who are locked as the top five. I think they're all going to be top ten picks. I will I will trust me. I will do my research on every single one of them. You will have you will have Justin's top five rankings. I'm sure that there's going to be some guy who you know, freaks out at the combine. Everyone loves, everyone falls in love with. He's going to climb draft boards, but I just, I don't like if you're Minnesota needing a quarterback being the 12th pick. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll get into the draft this summer and I guess, you know, this next game is New England. It was now at number three. Um, Ruining it's stuff. just hard to imagine that a guy like Jaden Daniels, when teams need quarterbacks, isn't going to move all the way up to board, off the board to number three now. Like he's yeah. just going to move all the way up um, because these teams need quarterbacks and you, you reach for QBs now more than ever. Um, so 
it's just it's crazy like new england i mean the end of an era it looks like um yeah i guess there's a lot of questions about that franchise i if i'm a i i I don't know i just feel like new england uh behind that you're way far behind carolina but in terms of fan bases that have a have a you know a long couple years it feels like new england for me is is number two right now and i'm I'm trying to think of somebody else who maybe could be up there with them. I maybe I got Tennessee. one other one. Is it Tennessee? Tennessee. Okay. I but my thing is is that you know you lost Tom. Uh, there was some flashes. It felt like where it's like, hey, we have some still, but now you're losing Bill Belichick and 24 years greatest coach in NFL history. Like you're losing the you're losing the culture. You're not. It's you know the Giants. Look, we haven't had a culture since. Uh, Coffin left and you know the Colts when Dungy left like Caldwell filled it for a little bit but you guys haven't had really what felt like a culture since Caldwell left and it was really just Dungy it felt like uh-huh. still I mean you can talk about uh what's his face um why can't I think of his name right now Pagano Pagano but I I don't know did you feel like you guys had like a Colts way with him I Not really I, got cancer yeah well it, it shouldn't take that for a coach to build a culture, Zach. Um, that's my response. So, you know, losing that in the NFL, we want if we want to talk Steelers, right? Like the the Steeler way, Tomlin. Like there's a culture yep. there. It's yep. it's hard to find that. It's not just like the next guy in the building is going to walk in and be able to be the Patriot way. <laughs> no. and we've seen a lot of these Patriot disciples. If you hire in house, try to be Bill Belichick, yeah. and it does it backfires more than ever. So. I think Patriots fans, look, I understand it's been a couple, you know, rough years in terms of like the really the last two years. He missed on Mac Jones. Sorry. But I I don't know. For me, it's one of those things where who are whoever you're gonna bring in, like I it's not gonna be Bill Belichick. He's gonna have to walk into that building and like yeah. be in the shadows of Bill Belichick. Like I, who's who's the guy who who took over Vince Lombardi? No one's gonna ever know that guy's name. So good luck to whoever. I it's one of those things where like you talk about Carolina's job not being very intriguing. This one doesn't feel very intriguing either because they don't have a lot of talent. Uh they I don't know what their cap situation or draft pick situation. I know they have the third overall pick or whatever. Um, but they're it's just that yeah, you're gonna walk in a lot of shadows there. And every time you step on that field, there's gonna be six banners looking over you. And everyone's gonna want that, right? It, who was the who was the head coach after Bob Knight at IU, right? No one knows, but every person who's walked in that building since then has had that looking down on them, and now we make fun of them because they still think that they're relevant. And I I don't know, it's just a tough spot for a Patriots fan. Yeah, it's really well said. Yeah, I mean, who's the coach after Tony Hinkle? I mean, George Theophanis, but not many know that. Um, I knew that. That's why I didn't mention it. I knew that. <laughs> hey. Uh, but no, it's such a good point. Like you're going to feel that in the hallways, like you are going to feel the presence in the, in the past in the hallways. And I think Portnoy and Simmons have talked about this. Like they, they don't care. They would, they got their rings. They got their di- dynasty. Like they know bad's coming and I think Patriots fans understand it. They're still gonna be pissed, but you know, no one would, everyone would give up what they're about to go and do for what they had. So, yeah. um, I don't know. The person yeah, I feel go- bad for is the 13 year old Patriots fan. Yeah, he didn't God, they missed a lot. <laughs> they're just all they're gonna do is hear about it. They're gonna be sick of it. Yeah, I don't know. Do they go Gerard Mayo? Like, do they trade for Vrabel and just try to keep this quote unquote Patriot way alive with a guy that is probably the most similar in trying to replicate it? I I don't know. 
I would think they struggle to hire outside of the Patriots because I just don't think they know how to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think it will be a guy like Mayo or or trade for for Vrabel. That's actually the only two things I see happening for them. Um, shout out to Matthew Slater as well. Um, looks like he's going to retire. Yeah, that was that was one, one of, of the greatest conferences in a yeah. position that like. Did you see his answers after the game? Yeah, that one. I, I mean, what a I what sure a that. what a phenomenal human. Yeah. So congrats to him. Hall of Famer. He's one of those. Yeah, he's one of those guys where. You, you talk about Slater and no. The fact that we know who he is. His, yes. Like he's a gun. Yeah. And he was so good at it and he deserves to be in the hall of fame because there's it's, he was that impactful on his, and a, a phase of the game that no one really cares about, except yep. it's so important. So, yep. so he's awesome. Um, but yeah, New England's got a big pick at number three and a whole new franchise coming up. So it'll be interesting. Um, as for the Jets, whatever you're going to get Rodgers back next year. You have a good draft pick. Um, the Jets, man, they just piss me yeah. off. Yeah, I think they're going to be hated next year. I think the love affair is over. Yeah, and like the Rodgers stuff, where he's like, I don't even know, fire everyone who's like that. It, it's just so dumb. I, he he sucks. They, I don't know. Jets and Mets, like neither of the like they all their fan bases do is just annoy me because they just feel like they're relevant and they just never are. And that's no. just what I feel like the Jets are right now. So, agree. Saints uh, hosting the Falcons. Saints whoop up on the Falcons, ultimately lead to the firing of Arthur Smith, um, 47-17. Obviously, Jameis, um, victory formation called his own play off victory formation. Look, this is a podcast that's not going to criticize that move. You, you know, in victory formation, they hand it off, that's, that's a little much. But it's Jameis, so it's all good. Uh, I think Jameis Winston's answers after the game were as good as a man could have answered those questions. <laughs> like, you know, and everyone's like, it wasn't classy. Who cares? You know, you have to play them twice. You know, you have to play them, you know, right. twice a year. We already did play and them you know twice. No, but next gone. year. Yeah, and that's my – that's what I was like. Who's – you want to know who's not going to care about this? The Atlanta Falcon in three years who wasn't in the building. You want to know who I, I never heard talk about being mad about it? Any yeah. of the Atlanta Falcons players. What are we doing here? Like Shannon yeah. Sharp was like going – he was like, you need to cut him right now. You do know that like the team decided to and Jameis Winston had the balls to actually go out and Yeah, Dennis do Allen it. had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Which talks about, by the, the way, how much they probably respect him, but that's a whole, that's for another day. Well, yeah. And also, well, I, I'm just saying, yeah, Dennis Allen, we may have missed on that part, but I don't want to talk about Dennis Allen right now. No, uh, no. But like James Allen, like, I mean, James Allen, James Winston, like that, that's a backup quarterback who's going to stay in that building for a long time because of that stuff. Like everyone loves James Winston. And you want to know what, first of all, OCU and Mira, did you see his tweet? No. Where he was Osin Yamira, I don't know the exact tweet, but he was basically telling like uh Falcons or he was telling Falcons fans to grow up because he pulled up a clip that he had where the Falcons were up nine, sacked whoever was playing quarterback, Drew Brees or whoever, uh, when time ran out, fumbled it. OC picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. For the to Falcons? go up six, yeah, to go up 15 as time expired. Perfect. Like, and he's like, he was just like, everyone needs to shut up and stop complaining. You're down 41 to 13. Yeah, relax. So, if anything, the biggest mistake Jameis did was 
ensuring that Arthur Smith got fired by scoring. Yeah, that's probably why Arthur was so bad. He was like, yeah, he's like, I, you just fired me. And the Saints should have been like, shit, we yeah. want that back because you're awful. Yeah. Um, that's what we should be talking about for two years, every two times of the year. That one reporter was a loser. Jameis was like, so you don't agree with me? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, then you don't agree with the team. <laughs> it was the best. It was it was one of the best press conferences. And one, I mean, I could go through Jameis moments for hours. Yep. That might be that might be my favorite favorite Jameis moment was that three and a half minute press presser that he had after Dennis Allen. I thought had the best response ever. He was just like, "Yeah, he has every right to be mad. Like, can't be yeah. mad at me, brother." Like, <laughs> sorry, didn't know. Saints finished nine and eight. I'll tell you this right now: if Dennis Allen returns next year, their record will be nine and eight. Yeah, um, that just feels like their ceiling with this team. It's gross, but. They have no choice to run it back. They're old. They're expensive. That's just what they are. Yeah, and I don't, um, I don't think this is Dennis Allen thing. I think it's a Derek Carr thing. Uh, yeah. That's just, when's yeah. the last time Derek Carr was in around like a 600, 60% winning percentage? I have the answer. <laughs> 2017. <laughs> so. When we broke his leg. Yeah. How, but what was the record? I, I, I think they well, no, they're going to be the wild card because they played at Houston in that first playoff game. So I don't, it couldn't game. have been that yeah. good. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I, I look. I know it was MVP caliber. <laughs> um, but that's just what Derek Carr is. Where it's just like yeah. he just gets he gets you right there. Feels like yep. Now you on the other hand, now you talk about Atlanta. They don't have the quarterback. That's an issue. But I mean, this might be my favorite opening. Yeah. By you've far. got a good offensive line. You've got good defensive people. You've got Jesse Bates, AJ Terrell, Grady Jarrett. Offensively, we know all the names. Like a weak division. I mean, there is there is a lot to like about this job. Like this feels like the Ben Johnson offense where like I can come in and use pieces and actually use them. Like I, I think this is a great opening. Yeah, I think literally the only thing you have to worry about is like we have to bring an entirely new quarterback room. Um Completely. Like start to bottom, not not even yep. keep any of the backups. Nope. Uh, Desmond Ritter was, oh my god, it was probably his worst game. That bad, and that's saying something. It was. Did you see any of the passes? Yes, oh I keep it on him. His touchdown Dude. was a swing pass. It was. It well, he almost had the worst pick six ever, like right before it, yeah. I think. So I, disgusting. Uh, and yeah, it is hard to get it, but like you said, if you're an offensive guru you're like i can just hire a average defensive coordinator and feel like i can stop guys and i mean you can put anybody back there i feel like if you're the bears this is a team where it's just like atlanta call them up right now over him. third third rounder and ship them ship fields away because i have i have my like uh take on that coming up but i you know you don't need you don't need anybody you need a bridge Right. That's all you need right now. You need a bridge until you feel like you have an opportunity to get a guy who is a yep. a yep. franchise. And you can win the division with that bridge. You one hundred percent can win. You can you can even win and get the Super Bowls with that bridge. Like I'm, you yeah. can win Super Bowls with that bridge. I, that's not what I'm trying to say. Is that like they can't win a Super Bowl until they get it? But right, like they just need a competent guy. And yep. boy, oh boy, do they have an opportunity here. So I agree. I think Fields and then the you, you pair him with Bobby Slowick from Houston. I'm just gonna always say his name because I want him gone. Or Ben Johnson, like one of these offensive minds, I think this team is going to be miles better. So, um, yeah, I think Atlanta's in a good spot. 
People um, forget how bad that Bears scheme was at the beginning of the year. Those QB oh film God. rooms were oh, they some were, of the they most must-see TV. I messed <laughs> every, every week I was waiting for it. I was <laughs> waiting for the drop. They were an hour and a half long. Um, next one, Jags at Tennessee. Uh, oof, Jags lose. Game's not really close. No. Um, Jags were eight and three. And they had Gardner Minshew and two rookies in their division. And they did not make the playoffs. Who was their – this was their opponents after being eight and three. Titans, yep. Panthers, which was their only win. Bucks, Ravens, Browns, Bengals didn't have uh, – Bengals didn't have Burrow. Uh, Texans, Titans, Niners. Yep. Yeah. Even, actually, no, that's so past. Two- no, that's past it. I forget. They, I think that, they had two hard games. They had the Ravens and the – they had the Ravens. The 49ers was before that, I think. Yeah, they played Joe Flacco, like, return. Yes. Lost that one. Yeah, it started with the Bengals. That's the one where it started was the Bengals-Joe uh, Browning game. Yep. So, so like, if, if you want to be like, oh, the tough schedule. Like, no, you lost to bad teams. The only team you yeah. beat was Carolina. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I mean – this I, I said this week one of this year that this Jags team was not something weird with them because if they had losses like this last year, yeah. where I'm like, I get it, but like I felt something's not right here. And it and well, then they were eight and three, and it's like, okay, well, fine, they are, and then boom, they just collapse. And I know Trevor was hurt for a lot of it, but damn, I just don't know what where Zach. No, this is the question. Where do you say if you're a Jags fan, where to be like what is the must improve? I don't know. I like everything about them. That's the problem. <laughs> like there's literally everything to like about them and they still can't do anything. They're broken. Because this is, this even goes into last year where it's like, it was a bad division. It was an awful division. They really weren't that impressive. They get to right. the playoffs and lucky playoff win. have a crazy lucky playoff win. And then you're like, Oh, let's ride all the momentum. They came out very slow. People forget that. It wasn't that they were eight and three. They started three and three. Came out yep. very slow. Yeah, they won a five game winning streak. London. Yeah, and then just a downhill spiral for them. So that's that is my problem. Where it's like, you know, I don't know what you change about them. No, but they, they've got decisions. They have to Josh change Allen. something. Yeah, Josh Allen and Calvin Ridley are going to be free agents. Um, you're going to have to tag probably one of them, pay one of them if you can't. Like, can't let Josh Allen leave. I. I don't know. I just don't know. Doug, maybe this is the issue with Doug. Why Philly fired him? Like, my only question would be: I mean, that I'm a Doug Peterson guy. They're going to have to run this back. Yeah, that's I'm a Doug Peterson guy, but it's truthfully the only thing that you can do is change coaching staff over. I but I don't think they're going to do that. Like Trevor's the guy that could be your quarterback for forever, and like, because you're not going to get rid of Trevor Lawrence, but you also like, do you want to pay Trevor Lawrence? Like, he is the weirdest situation right now right now i i i was gonna wait to kind of have this take to like at the beginning of the year but now that we're on it i'm gonna say it like trevor lawrence is more of a bust right now than he is like uh you know a great draft pick and it has nothing to do with like like look i know i say bust and you're like i'm not putting him in the category of these yeah. ryan leafs and ryan jamarcus yeah. russell's but this guy was the highest rated quarterback prospect of all time. Yep. 
And he has everything you could want, yep. everything you could want since he's like after his rookie year, where it's worst, one of the worst divisions in football, really. A quarterback head coach, like a quarterback, a head coach you hire for quarterbacks who's won Super Bowls. I, where is the weakness in his talent? And I know he got hurt, but it, it's still, even before getting hurt, I've never looked at Trevor Lawrence and, as an NFL prospect and been like, holy cow, this guy has it figured out. He has not had it click yet. And I, I know coming into the season, my big question with Trevor was the jump. I, I You can go back to the preview pods, and I talked about Trevor Lawrence, and I was like, this guy has not made that jump yet. He is, a, he is not a great quarterback yet. And I, I, there's week probably eight. I'm sitting here telling you that I think he did it. And now we're in week 18 and you're like, he hasn't done it yet. And you're going to keep redoing it and you're never going to get rid of him because of the talent that he is. But I mean, something's off because they, I, they have probably one of the best offensive weapons rooms in the NFL overall, if not the best overall. And they're nine and eight and they have never done anything. And now you want to talk about windows. Um, your window of the division being bad just slammed shut. Yeah. Slammed shut. Yeah. So like you're the Indianapolis and in, in Houston, they were they were not good for a while. And that door is closed now and it looks like it's going to be closed for a while. So mm-hmm. now you're now we're going to have here's the question too. Is Trevor the best quarterback in his division? No. No. That's in and, and that's the problem. That's why he's not that's why I think you can put the B word on him almost is he's, he's just right now. He's just a, a above average quarterback in the NFL. Um, I still believe in him. I still can think that he can make that jump. Like that's the thing. He's Trevor Lawrence. But if you're Jacksonville, it's just one of those things where you just sit back and it goes back to my first question where it's like, where do you make improvements? What do you do? And no one seems to know. So they're going to run it back. Yep. They're probably going to go nine and eight. And we're going to do the same thing next year because they have so much talent. I agree. I mean, those last two plays for Trevor, the third and two and fourth and two to end the game, just airmails two outs that had no chance at all. And it's like, dude, you're better than that. Like, create create moments here for your team. Yeah, That's what the great ones do. Elevate your team. And he just whiffed, completely whiffed. So they're in a bad spot. Tennessee, um, I mean, Derrick Henry grabbed a mic to say goodbye after the game, um, which at least he got his moment. I guess that's cool. Um, he deserved eight years there. I mean, as good of an eight-year stretch. I guess he got going kind of late. Five-year stretch there, as we've seen. Um, he's gone. Vrabel might be gone. A win didn't help there. I mean, you talk about a team outside of Jeffrey Simmons, it's like, what do you have? Not a lot. But I think that when we talk about the other two teams, I mean, Carolina is so bad. I think that the difference is, is that you you feel like Tennessee can start with a clean slate. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they, they have the draft picks. They yep. I mean, who, they don't really have anybody on long-term deals, right? Well, God, no. They're all gone. So I was Hannah Hill's done. Henry's done. It's, yeah. it's It feels like it's a great moment. You know, we'll see what the Vrabel thing is. It feels like Vrabel just doesn't want to deal with a rebuild more than anything. Yeah, I, which is I a think little this is weird. a little bit on Vrabel. I think this is – I don't think he's getting enough shit. Yeah, it's weird where it's like, you know, they built a team and – they had, you know, a couple great seasons and they never felt like Super Bowl contenders, but they overachieved. Um, yep. He did a great coaching job, but it's all of a sudden now it's like, all right, we have to restart this process. And he's like running from it, which is a little weird, but 
you know, Tennessee, it's not going to be a fun couple of years with how you look at their division. Um, but I think if you're a Tennessee fan, it's like, hey, we we had a good run. And at, at some point this was going to end and it's it ends now. So. Yep. Yep. They're, I mean, they're definitely at the bottom looking up now. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what they do. Next one, Seattle, Arizona. Thank you, Seattle, for winning this, getting us the 15th spot. Um, Seattle is the perfect 9-8 team. Um, I, I don't know. We've talked about them enough. I'm interested to see what happens this summer with Pete, with Gino, with this roster. Um, lock Please it. Keep Gino, just because I don't want to deal with I just want to laugh. Yeah, they're just, they're just a weird team. So we can't really talk about them until they change anything because I don't think they are. Uh, yeah, I think Pete is a fine head coach. I mean, he's a Super Bowl coach, and they've never really been bad. So he's he's like, I I think what the jump that he took from USA to USC to Seattle, I think he's been a very successful coaching the NFL. I think he's going to be a guy that I mean, he's old. People don't realize how old he is. Uh, I think he's like he's like trending towards eighty. He might even be eighty. Like he's yeah, old. He's upper seventies. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that they're just going to kind of let him ride it out. I I don't blame them. I, they have. A lot of young talent, you know, you talk about a receiving core, if Lockett returns, Lockett's going to be able to just catch a, a, you know, slant down the middle and fall down for five more years. DK, they just have a way. I know he's a diva, but they just seem to, like, not affect the locker room. They have Jackson Smith and Jigba. They they have every single running back that comes in that building. is a great running yep. back. Uh, you know, defensively, Blitzboy, I would maybe move off of him, it feels like. But, you know, their, their corners, Diggs and uh, whatever, are – Whatever yeah, his faces that I love, Witherspoon, yeah. I they're great. Um, you know, this just feels like a team that they're it sucks that they have the Rams and the 49ers in their division. I just feel like they if they can kind of get a quarterback in the building, it can be a guy. I, I don't even care if it's like Tannehill, dude, like or Kirk Cousins. Like that's they just need a guy like that who yeah. you can rely on, who can make big plays. I better than Gino. I would say that both those guys are better than Gino. So it's just a step up from Gino. They're not in a position to get the guy, but they don't need the guy. Um, they're going to be able to make wild card games and they're going to be able, if they continue on this run, I just feel like they are going to be that team where they're going to be a six seed. They're going to walk into a three seed. Everyone's going to be like, it's Seattle. They should win. They're going to, yeah. they're going to destroy them. Kind of like a, what the Titans did to Tom Brady a couple of years ago. I just feel like that's what this team is is going to be um, these next few years with what they have, and I just think it starts with the quarterback. But you know, we'll see if they keep Geno Smith, they're going to be nothing to me for as long as he's there. Yeah, and you brought up the Rams and 49ers. and then there's another team now that I I love a lot. That's the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Yeah, shout out Austin Brown. Yeah, perfect loss. Um, they compete. They miss the kick at the end. They get the number four pick. You'd like to think at number four, the way we've been talking, that that's still going to be right in line to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, no. I, well, I'm just saying, like, it becomes a conversation if Marvin Harrison Jr. somehow gets taken above, you know, because it, there's a drop-off between two and three at quarterback. So let's say Marvin Harrison Jr. is at, taken at three. They're immediate trade back. Yeah, not far, though. Like, I mean, I'd take neighbors. Yeah. I, I, oh, I don't think that. Oh, happen. I get what you're saying. Okay, if if Marvin goes straight, then someone's going to trade up for a quarterback. Yes, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no doubt. So I think um, that they're in a prime position to either get a guy they that they really like or be able to trade back, and they're going to have teams calling their phone more than ever. So and they should have Houston's first rounder, right? Because Houston traded up to get Will yeah. Anderson um, or Stroud, whoever the pick was for, and then they got their left tackle. They got Paris Johnson. 
Um, I mean, offensively, I love this team. I love the way Kyler played to end the year. I love McBride. I love what the receiver won, what the other weapons could be. Keep talking. Yeah, nope. You haven't mentioned my favorite weapon of theirs. My, my McBride? You James Conner. You want to talk cancer survivors? Yeah, James Conner's a monster. James Conner's a monster. That guy uh, runs so – if he was on the Buffalo Bills, everyone would be talking about James Conner this year. He's a beast. He had an incredible year. Um, I mean, defensively, outside of Boo Baker, you can't name a guy, so they, that, that's why they sucked. They're, they need a lot of people. But Gannon's building a culture. Tyler's bought into it, which – takes a lot for Kyler to bite. Like he was pretty candid. He's like <laughs> Kyler Murray 30 for 30 is going to be a funny one with some of the stuff he came out about him. I, he was very candid. He's like, Gannon fully believes in me. And as weird as Gannon is and the weird shit we saw from him, it clearly did something because Kyler is all in. I like their offensive coordinator. And I just think they're going to be a fun, frisky team next year. I don't think this, you know, they're all of a sudden a Super Bowl contender by any means, but I think they're going to compete and be fun and be a team that you don't really want to play. Cause offensively they can beat you in a lot of ways. So I just like the outlook of them when we when we talked about them a year ago to now. I, I like where they are. Yeah, I think the toughest spot for them is just division opponents. Um, but uh-huh. I agree with everything you said. I mean, Offensively, who, how long are the Rams going to do this? Who knows? They could all retire in a second. Like, that is very true. And you know, we talk about the Rams and they're old, and we don't even know what McVay's future is like. So that's a great right. point. But um, offensively, they're great. And at the end of the day, I know it'd be one thing if they had a. Uh, offensive-minded head coach and you're like well this just we just have to worry about this defense hopefully they bring the right guy in the building well they have a defensive-minded head coach so it kind of helps out in so many ways where defensive philosophy being bringing in guys that he can trust um you know we saw he with the eagles drop off we can we'll talk about offensively and defensively which one's worse but my lord like it's not like they lost i feel like a lot of talent defensively if i'm mistaken and yeah i think they'll yeah they lost two guys, I think, Hargrave and Gardner Johnson. And it's just their drop-off is yeah. insane. So he, he seems to be a great defensive mind. Um, they really have a lot of positive outlook. I think that they're going to be a, a free agent destination. I, I just feel like they're going to – a lot of guys would, would not mind going there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't complain if you're a Cardinals fan. Yep, it's looking good. Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay wins to move on to the playoffs. Um, Jordan Love was the best player on the field today or yesterday. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. I thought he was awesome. Anytime, I mean, they didn't have a three and out. Anytime there was a big play on third down, he delivered. It's kind of like the CJ Stroud stuff. He did all the things Stroud did and played better. Um, mm-hmm. I, one of the youngest teams to ever make the playoffs. The Wicks guy is awesome. Reed's fun. Like they have just a lot of really young, fun pieces. And um, Jordan Love was at the center of it all in complete control. Of a Bears defense, you know, I know the Green Bay didn't score a ton, but Bears defense, that's been, you know, one of the best in the league in the last seven weeks. And Jordan Love was just completely in control of this game and was really impressed. I know he terrified. You know, that made that made Bears fans a lot sadder. Not only could they not score per usual, but Jordan Love being in complete control of this game was what really terrified them and got Green Bay fans excited uh, for what they have in the future with this guy. Yeah, it's a shame that he just, you know, doesn't do that week in, week out. I just It, it just sucks because I'll always have a – grind or something to pick with him just because of a stupid yeah. Giants Monday night game. But I agree. Yeah. I mean, he was impressive. It was he he just like he after that Giants game, I mean he sucked against the Bucks, but I mean these last three games have been better. My one thing I will say is like look at the opponents. Um I think that that has to be mentioned. And I, I think in, no the Bears are a good defense, but I 
you know, when we look at his season, great against the Bears, bad against the Falcons, bad against the Saints, bad against the Lions, bad against the Raiders, bad against the Broncos, like bad against the Vikings, average against the Rams, bad against the Steelers, like decent against the Chargers, great on Thanksgiving, right? And then it was great against the Chiefs, bad against the Giants, bad against the Bucks, and then it was great against the Panthers, great against the Vikings, really good against the Bears. And so that's yeah. just that's my thing is if I'm a Packers fan is I know he threw for like 32 touchdowns this year, but I don't know, like when you look at the full scope of work with Jordan Love, I he he earned to continue with this team, but when we look at the full work of this season, you have to really hope that it was growth. And that's why he's that's performing what, so well though, right now. That showed growth. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's what you better hope it is, is that growth. And it, and it could be. Um, and this could just be me because, like I said, I have – he ruined my ability to get a top five pick um, and lost to Tommy DeVito on Monday Night Football. But I, I think that, you know, we just have to be careful with Jordan Love going into next year well, about yeah. what, what this guy is because – if if this was just a really I think if you look at the full scope of the season, the stats were there. But if you go back and look at the gameplay, I think there was a lot of wins left on the table offensively with them. And they ended the season really great, winning the games that they needed to do, which needs to be talked about and needs to be rewarded because not, you know, guys don't always do that. Um, going into next year, I don't think that they necessarily care about they made the playoffs, which for them I think is the win. I don't know if they necessarily care about what they do in the playoffs. Um, right. we'll see if, how he performs in that, those big lights, I think going into next year, it's the question now becomes, I don't, does he, how many, is he done it? Like, do they have to resign him this year? They gave him some extension. It's not like a full, we, you're a guy extension, but it was enough for a couple of years. I think, cause I think next year now it becomes, I have to see a full body of work next year. I cannot see these ups and downs because I don't, I'm working really hard to get better on recency bias. Um, and that's why a lot of these quarterbacks, like we, we did with the Trevor Lawrence stuff. I want to talk about a full season scope. And I just think when you look at the full season with him, he played like a nine and eight quarterback to me. And again, I know I have a grind to pick with that guy. So I'm, I'm being as honest as possible, but I, I, I truthfully talk, like, tell me, do you think he been, played better than a nine and eight quarterback over the course of 18 weeks? Did he? No, I did. I just there's no way they listen after this, but I mean, I, <laughs> I think I, I, I believe it is a guy that showed the progress you want to see. I, I, I did. I, I'm a more, I'm more of a believer. I think even in the games you said he progressed late and is showing that he can be a guy. I agree. It's not like, okay, it's set in stone. It's over. Jordan love QB won 20 years, but I would be very optimistic if I was a green Bay fan with the trajectory he's been on since week one. And look, if I agree with that. And I also have to say, like, hey, I would rather be in their quarterback situation than a lot of quarterback situations right now in the NFL. So Absolutely. I'm being as honest and candid as possible. Hey, that's but, why you have the mic. You know, hey, yeah, look, I have a podcast. And yep. so I'm going to be open and honest. And I, I would hope that even if I didn't have the Giants thing, that I would be talking like this because I truthfully, and that's what, when we get to the other side of the field, that's, that's the conversation I want to have too, is on the other side of the field, the, his opponent. Um, but I really want to work hard this year on looking at the full scope of seasons, not just the last month, because I, that can cause problems going into the next season uh, that we see with a lot of teams. So with that, should we move on to the other side of the field? Sure. Go ahead.
it hit me today when I saw, um, you know, Bears fans were putting up signs driving into the headquarters for Justin Fields. Keep Justin Fields. Let Justin cook. It's Justin whatever. Um, and it hit me really hard that, like, man, I was dumb coming on here talking about, like, there's a conversation to be had about Justin Fields versus the number one pick. I'm glad that I always said the number one pick. But my Lord, was I stupid. And it just is because, you know, this guy through thick and thin, I know we can talk a lot about what he had and what he didn't have, but, and he had some flashes, but I I just don't feel like Justin Fields is ever going to be like a top tier quarterback in the NFL. I I just don't. And I never really, I, I, I hope I never necessarily said that he would be, but I, I just don't, I think that that answer has been out there coming into this year. I think that answer was necessarily out there and it, it kind of got proven. He's had ups, he's had downs. I think he's a good quarterback. I think that he's an NFL starter. I I'll, I think all of that said, but when you have the number one pick in the NFL draft, this isn't about getting good. If, if, if you draft the number one guy and he can become a good, decent starter for you, for 10 years and you can make the playoffs and you can do all of that. I think that's a successful pick because it's hard to do that, but you have the number one overall pick in the draft. This is a time to do franchise changing plays and it's players. It, it starts with the quarterback and with the quarterback draft that we have, I don't care if it's Drake may or Caleb Williams, you have to hit that reset button. You have to hit that reset button because you, you don't have opportunities like that. You, you wouldn't have this opportunity if it wasn't for the Panthers last year. And I, I I agree with last year's take on not drafting a quarterback because the quarterback class, in my opinion, was not good enough coming in. Now we know what C.J. Stroud is. Would you have drafted C.J. Stroud and traded Justin Jefferson? I mean, Justin Fields, you know, knowing right. if we knew what he was going to be, probably. But we didn't. And I, I cannot blame them for what they did. But you have the number one pick overall this year. And in five years' time, if if they keep Justin Fields, Bears fans are going to be looking back at these two years saying, what did we do? Because we just got, had the opportunity two two years in a row, which many teams don't have to draft a quarterback, a franchise changing player. And, and we did it. And you know what? They could draft Caleb Williams or Drake may, and they could be slightly better than Justin Fields. And, and they could just be a 10 win guy. And I, you know, it's one of those things where like, Hey, I think with what Caleb Williams is expected to be, you could put the B word on him. Like I'm putting tre- on Trevor Lawrence from just pure expectations. And if you get a guy who's a winning quarterback and he you win 10 games a year and you make the playoffs a couple times, is it a success? Sure, because it's so hard to hit those Super Bowl winning, multi-Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in the NFL. It's so hard to hit them. So, but when you have that opportunity to hit that button, you have to hit it. And Justin Fields, we know what he is, and he's never going to be that. And you have an opportunity to move off of him, probably get some capital for him. And it sucks because he's a guy that everyone loves. But my guy to not move off of him would just be, I think, a, a dumb decision. Yeah, I don't want to entertain anything but Caleb Williams at one. I'm not I'm not doing it this summer. I um, that was what when you say Justin, you have any other thoughts, I was gonna talk about that. So yeah, I, I just I'm not dealing with it. Bears fans are so scarred. I've seen so many tweets I've sent to Owen that fans are so scared of taking Caleb because they just don't know. They don't know what it's like to have a quarterback. Know. I don't blame them. It's it's a completely fragile scarred fan base. I you do not pass up on this guy. I don't care. I don't care. That there are some weird things about the person, potentially. Maybe. We don't fully know the guy, so I'm not gonna judge him. But the player is something that they have never had ever in their organization or close to it. So it's a no-brainer. You trade fields, 
You'll get him for good value. Fields can still succeed somewhere. I agree with you. He's still never going to be a top-tier guy, but I think he can find better success somewhere else. Because I do think the Bears still failed him organizationally um, for the most part. Um, they're going to fire Getzi, it sounds like, their offensive coordinator. I am of the belief that you should restart with a new coach, but I don't think they're going to do it. So That's my Blues better make a good hire, but I, I mean, yeah. multiple times in a row now, they've kept the coach, got the quarterback, fired the coach. They've done this like three times now. That's, so that's the worst thing to do. They're doing it again. Um, but, you know, you're going to get Caleb Williams. So I, I, it's, it's a win. I did, But for some reason, it just doesn't feel celebrated. I think a lot of it is because Justin is such a good guy and he's been dealt such a bad hand that it's hard to detach from that. But it's such an obvious decision. Yeah, and I, I think that that is the number one thing is if this was a guy that, you know, came out and hated the city of Chicago, talked bad about everybody in the building, you know, what like wasn't a stand-up citizen i think that yep. we'd be sitting here being like yeah move off of him but yep. everyone loved him he's he's a fun player to watch like you said he got dealt a bad hand never complained one time um and it it, it makes it harder to move on because you get attached to players like that i mean that's yeah i moved off of the daniel jones train way too late um and it's, it's hard to do but my lord the number one overall pick is so hard to come by you get to pick yeah. any person you want in all of college football and yeah. it's hard to hit. It's hard to hit on. I, I get it. But you have to take that chance. Yeah, there's no doubt. So we'll see what the Bears do in this upcoming week uh, in regards to their staff um, and their discussion on fields, which I'm sure they'll say they're going to keep them, by the way. So let's not everyone freak out when they say that because they got to say that. So I'm doing that right now. That's what my GM is yeah. doing. So, yeah, exactly. Um, next one, Kansas City and Chargers. I, I don't have anything on either of these yeah. teams. Easton Stick blew it. It would have been a top five pick if they won. Um, just, yeah. Don't really yeah. have anything to say. Next I guess one, Chargers but... long-term. I guess since we're yeah. talking about uh, off-season plans with teams that, you know, we won't talk yeah. Chiefs, we know, get a receiver and you guys are fine. But Chargers, a uh, lot, of, lot of old guys, a lot of major contracts. Are you entertaining any Herbert offers? I don't think so at five. If if they got in the top three, maybe. I don't think so at five. I think you have the chance, maybe with Keenan gone, maybe trade a guy. You can get a Malik Neighbors or another just top-tier receiver. Trade back a couple spots and get Rome if you want. Um, so I, I don't think they need to completely reset because the quarterback is so good. But they need to be strategic and pretty good about how they handle this outside of Herbert because – it is a fractured franchise. So I'm interested to see what coach takes that job. And, and I'm just, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do, but I don't have a lot, whole lot of faith in whatever that decision ends up being. Yeah. How, how would you rate this job opening? Hmm. On like a scale of one to 10 and give the yeah, Falcons rating just so that I can. So we yeah. Can the, the, the Falcons, I would say is a, uh, a seven. I was going to say eight. Yeah, because you have everything but the quarterback, which is a little – that's obviously a knock, but weak division, passionate fan base, talent on both sides of the ball. Young and talent. also, I feel like you have an owner that doesn't move off very fast. Yeah, so, like, you've got that. I, I mean, Chargers, it's a, it's a six because of Herbert. If he's not there, it's a one. Like, that's one – that is the exact feeling that I have. Yeah, so it's, it's a tough spot, but he is worth it. So, I, yeah, it's – it's interesting. It's just weird because a the fan base and the st- like. I know it's a cool city, but the fan base is the worst fan base in football. 
Um, yep. There is no fan base. Maybe that's good because you want people calling for your heads as soon. Correct. Um, but talent wise, it, it just feels like that this is a team trying to reset after a window closing. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I just don't know where the talent is. I like, you know, who's their best player. Right. I, it's if you're talking to Eckler, I think that you move off him for a rebuild. Keenan Allen, you move off him for a rebuild. Like their tight ends, like Gerald Everett, like is yeah. I don't know how he's on the NFL. And then on the like Derwin James, hurt all the time. Joey Bosa, hurt all the time. Like yep. it was uh what you know, uh I'm so bad with names. Holy cow, how am I so bad with names, dude? Like the Raiders, I can't think of names when I'm trying to talk about them. Oh. Raiders def- drafted uh Buffalo, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack injured all the time. Like there's just it's just injuries and old guys it feels like on that team so they have to kind of do an, a complete overhaul of the roster um except they have you know roster spot number one you want quarterback so i think that yep. that makes it an average job yeah that, that's about it so it'll be interesting to see what coach and gm obviously signs up for that one as they need uh they need both next denver and vegas denver loses denver you know, you've got the coach, the quarterback. The question for them will be quarterback. Uh, what does Sean Payton want to do? Vet, rookie, trade, uh, Kirk Cousins. It'll be interesting to see what Sean Payton does. And then on the Vegas side, coach and quarterback is going to be the question. Unfortunately, that has been the question for them for, for a couple of years now, uh, the continuous theme. Will they keep Pierce? Will they sign Harbaugh and Ed Dodds? Will they come to, over to Mich- or from Michigan with Harbaugh and – I don't know. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. It seems like there's a lot of internal pull for a, for Pierce. It's really hard to go off your interim coach, but you got to do the right thing. So I don't know what that's going to be in this week. We'll probably find out. Yeah. I think if it's not Harbaugh, I think it probably would just be Keith Pierce just because of the internal pull, but also I, I just don't know who the head coach bring in is. Um, yeah. Quarterback situation just sucks because they're too far out to get a guy. We talked about that with the 12th overall pick from Minnesota. Um, and you know, the free agency class isn't that great. So nope. I think that the question is, who would you rather be, Denver or the Raiders? I, I truthfully don't know who you'd rather be. I feel like they're both the same spot. Um, yeah, it's tough. I guess they have better cap space. And you have a wide receiver one you have a that you can move off of and, and get more picks. And you have yep. a def- one of the top defensive ends in the NFL that you don't have to worry about moving off of. But I think for them, this comes down to – Really, they, they just for so long they have not had the, a GM who can draft well, and it can mm-hmm. they just can they just hit a draft like top to yep. bottom, just get five five guys in the building that can you know compete for an entire rookie contract and get a second deal and and start a foundation there. So yeah, are going to be an interesting offseason. Yeah, it will be. It's it's a pivotal draft. Trying to catch the Chiefs as always with the Chargers and Broncos now in an arms race, all kind of together um, to see who can be second. So. Yeah, a lot of big moves coming up for both those teams. Next, the Giants. Yeah, uh, I'll try to make this quick because I just realized, I mean, this is the is a, an important pod because it's the yeah, last it's time long. we're going to talk about a lot of teams. Yeah. So I know it's been a little bit longer, but that's why. But I'll try to keep the Giants stuff quick. We won. Everyone knew we were going to win. We talked about it on the pod. Like, it just felt right um, or felt like we were going to. Now we're the sixth pick. I think that we're going to have an interesting offseason. Um, obviously Wink Martindale and Brian Dable, a relationship comes to an end. Dable says that we are going to keep that. He, you know, hasn't talked to him, but plan is for him to stay. Wink comes yeah. out and, you know, resigns. I, there's clearly a lot of turmoil. I think that giants fans freaking out about this need to like 
just shut up. This is when Giants were at their worst. It, it literally acted like Armageddon was happening when we when Wink Martindale um, got rid of. I think somebody made a great point before I get into the Wink Martindale stats that like Wink has always had a lot of media pull, always. And he has a lot of media connections. Dable does not. And so this, this spin, you know, they got on it really early. Like, think about how long ago we get heard about yeah, like the, you know, the working ago. relationship and whatever. They got on it early, and it just it, it felt like that was why. But Wink Martindale in 2022, points against 17th, yards allowed 25th, run yards allowed 27th, blitz rate first, which that's always going to be. Uh, sacks 13th, pressure rate 6th, turnovers 25th. This year, points against 26th, yards allowed 27th, run yards allowed 29th. Blitz rate second, pressure rate 21st, sacks 28th, turnovers tied for first. So we got the ball better. We improved on that sense. But when you blitz the second amount and you have a pressure rate bottom half and a sacks rate, you know, third to third or fourth yeah. to worst, um, you know, I, I I don't think – I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I think that he can make things interesting. He can get you – you you said it on, on our, when I was texting about it, volatility. He'll he'll get you opportunities to win games, but he'll also lose you games. It felt like – I just feel yeah. like when we played great teams this year – I mean, Dallas scored 89 points on us. Um, he had a good end of the season. We played nobody at quarterback or nobody other quarterbacks, it felt like. So fine with the move. Hopefully bringing somebody who can have a working relationship with Dable. I don't think that people will say – I think that there's a lot of – Dable is going to come into this year, and we need to see improvement. We cannot see any more regression or staying the same. Um, but I, I think people are freaking out about it. And then the Saquon stuff, like, I just don't understand how Saquon has so much pull in this fan base. I just don't get it. Um, like the, I, I, to say it the least, I sent this text today. Like when you write the book, the history books about the New York giants, how many times is Saquon mentioned, you know, and he's a great player. I, I, he's fun to watch. He, you know, had an injury riddled career, which kind of hurt things, but I, I just don't see why you would think about paying him. I, maybe the tag makes sense. I, I just don't know why that would be a deal or something to worry about. And then last but not least, rumors came out about before the game that we we're going to have Daniel Jones be our guy. And you said it best about fields and polls where it's like, they're not going to ever, you're not going to ever say Daniel Jones is not our guy. Like that's just what we have to do. So hoping to see that we draft a quarterback, but it's going to be an interesting off season. Just want to see roster improvement. I, I feel yeah. like, you know, I want, I want to draft a quarterback sixth overall. I, I, I truthfully right now, I, I do not care who I just need that fresh blood. Um, and I, I just want us to, you know, continue a rebuild. I feel like we've done a really good job staying, staying with our cards, not overpaying anybody, not trying to do anything dumb. I feel like we've had a lot of friendly deals. Like the Daniel Jones deal is friendly. The Darren Waller trade really worked out for us. Like I, I like how they handled Leonard Williams for a third or the 48th pick in the draft. And like, they didn't make the playoff. Like yeah. I really like what Shane's been doing. We just have to have the roster talent there now. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. Yeah, I think this is a year of a wash for Dable. I didn't think any less of them this year. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, they need they need more weapons on the outside. They need a quarterback. You know, a lot of teams need those things. Um, defensively, young, exciting, good pieces. A more sound coach, I think, just makes them a, a, a top half defense as their floor. So, yeah, and I think in a division, which we'll get into with, you know, Washington coming up potentially for the first time ever. When I say coming up, like maybe stability for the first time ever. Yeah that we've had in our lifetime of watching Washington, which yeah, Dan Snyder selling teams worse thing that's happened in a while for that. Yeah. Division. That's what like Brent said that too. Like I, he's like, I've never even Washington's like you said, Washington's never been a thought yeah. and they might become a thought now down the road. Dallas is always Dallas. 
Philly will get into. But yeah, I, I think the Giants have a unique opportunity to make a jump, and that doesn't even have to mean Caleb Williams. Like that can be can be a jump without those guys because we've seen them win whatever it was last year, nine, ten games without that. So um, you know, the sky's not falling down, but obviously in a year like this, when things go the way they are, and especially a fan base as toxic as yours, it's gonna feel that way. But yeah, I wouldn't panic that much if I were a Giants fan right now. Um, and then for the game, I mean, Philly, I don't, I just don't even, I don't even know what to say about them. The fall has been fast and it has been. It down. is one of the most aggressive falls we have seen of all time. A thousand percent. They went on a, what, 35 week run and 35 weeks of NFL week. So like a two, yep. a year and a half, two year run of just positivity. Yep. And the. You know, again, it's not as glorious because Eagles fans have been calling it for all year. But my lord, this team is a bad team in every sense of bad. it. They're bad. Uh, Sir- Sirianni, I love that he looks like a loser now because he. No one has pissed me off more on the sidelines of an NFL sideline than Sirianni. But no, like they have a lot of talent, and it's just like it, it just hasn't mattered. Like they're they just have not played good football for the last half of the season and they've lost so many games and I, there's no confidence for them going into this playoff week. Does he get fired if they lose? That's the question. Uh, Which is so nuts. I, mean, I know. He's going to finish what? 11 and five in last year. In the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I, I think that would it be fair to him? No, because he lost both coordinators. Like he lost both of his hands. And you're like, figure out how to live life without both of your hands in one year, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's your Nick Sirianni defense. But it's one of those things where like Brent and I have texted a lot about it this year. He's like, what does Nick Sirianni do? Yeah. And I don't know. You know, he never took over the play calling, which maybe that's a good thing because they always say the moment the coach takes over the play calling, like that's when you know it's over. But yeah. their offense hasn't performed. You think an offensive-minded guy would be able to just kind of come in and be like, hey, you know, let me, you know, offer some help here. Give me the sticks here, yeah. Yeah, and defensively, it's just kind of the roster where they, they were old and banged up, and now it's, like, shown that they just don't have a lot of secondary depth. But I I don't think – it. I, I don't know if there's a right answer. I don't know if there's a wrong answer. Um, that's just kind of how I feel about them in terms of Sirianni. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he was fired. I think that's pretty harsh, even if it's the right move. I just I think I, – I think – It'd be hard for a coach to want that job as talented as they might be when you're like, how do I keep my job here then? Well, because how fast do they move off of Doug Peterson after one of the Super Bowl? Two years? Two years. And then you get it to the Super Bowl and lose. And then then it's one year later. (laughs) Yeah, you missed the division by a game. It's just tough, man. It's tough. I hope they do it just because I honestly fire him. I hope they do it just because I want to see the turmoil. Well, now you got AJ Brown hurt and Devontae Smith is hurt. Like this game Monday night against Tampa could be just a total collapse. Yeah, they lost. Like the, F, the question linebacker. is, are they going to try? I know it's a playoff game. Are they going to try? Or are they just I, done? It looked like they quit on yeah. against us. And with the AJ Brown thing, that sucks. Um, you know, I got a text. I hate your field. If anybody listens to this podcast, they know how much I hate the field too. So. Yeah. Completely fair take. I don't like playing on it. I don't like home games. I don't like the way we look at home games. I would love for us to put in grass. Would love it. Maybe the Jets should. Maybe. I don't know why the Jets. How is the NFL? No one stepped in because everyone gets hurt playing on MetLife. Um, I don't know why the Jets wouldn't think about it after Aaron Rodgers. Like, hey, maybe 
let's talk. Maybe we'll pay for yeah. 60% of it instead yeah, of 50. Yeah, you guys can literally split the cost. Yeah, I, I don't know how, like, the player union, like, what are they there for? Yeah. Um, so I think the A.J. Brown, what sucks is that no one talked about the A.J. Brown injury. I don't know why. Right. Because it was clearly his foot got like grabbed up by the turf and rolled up on yeah. whatever. I, I don't know why that's not being talked about. So, no, it was weird. It's just weird. It's weird to see the, the demise of a team like this that was so well put together and all of a sudden is just just horrible at every part, every facet. So, we'll see what they do Monday and see how much they care. Next one uh, Rams at San Francisco. Nothing really here. Carson Wentz won a game. Congrats to Puka. Um, I did like that San Francisco was trying very hard to not let him get it. I just, I like that competitiveness. Um, they were double teaming him all over the field, but Rams now go to Detroit. We'll get into that in the preview. 49ers number one pick or number one seed. Yeah. Dallas at Washington, Dallas division champs. Congrats to Dallas. They will host. I Green love Bay. that they extended the streak. Yes. For a while. The streak stays alive. I love that. It's Even an insane streak. Three what times. is it? 19 years? 19 years. Dallas 19 has won at seven. Dallas has won at seven. Zero. Thanks to show for it. Philly has won it six. Uh, I'm trying to think what year it started. So I don't know if they get like the Terrell Owens, Donovan McNabb Super Bowl, but if not, Super Bowl victory, Super Bowl appearance. Probably. Us in Washington have won it twice. We have two Super Bowls within that time frame. Uh, yeah, 19 years. So they definitely have it within there. I don't right know if there, it was the yeah. year that they won the division, but yeah. it's just funny to think that Dallas is seven of those 19. And you could argue that they're tied with Washington at the bottom of terms of what they've done these last Jack didn't wear years. the hat though. He wants, he wants a better one. So they'll host Green Bay, Mike McCarthy revenge game there. Um, and then Washington, look, we just said it. You hire Bob Myers, which was interesting, but Bob Myers is a brilliant mind. And Bob Myers' job is really isn't to like make the calls, it's to find the right people to make the calls. So um, I think that's, you know, bringing smart, innovative people into the room is never a bad idea. Um, they've got new ownership, they're going to have a new quarterback, they're going to have a new coach. They've got decent weapons on the offensive side. That's about it. Um, but who knows? I mean, this team, they, they traded guys that they needed to at the deadline to acquire picks. You know, this team is just a team that maybe we can frame differently in the way we talk about them in the upcoming years. It won't be next year, maybe not the year after. But, you know, in three to five years, this team has a different outlook than they've had for as long as we've been alive. Yeah, that's the thing that sucks is usually like you're like, oh, Washington. You're like, yeah, OK. Yeah. But now let's rate there on a scale of one to ten. Let's rate their opening. And I think it's, oh, eight. it's high. Like, yeah, it's it's about as high as it can be. You know, you're getting the shiny new quarterback. Yep. Yeah, you know, you're, you yeah. It, it, they just it, like you said, they they have guys in the building now that you know, magic is influential in that building. It's going to seem like like they are able to do things with the Dodgers, the Sixers. You know, they have their owner in the building. He's been able to do things with the Sixers. That in, you know, now you have Bob Myers as well. So uh, definitely, it's like one of those things where I haven't. I, I still don't view them as a threat because of habit, but I it know in the back of my head. Yeah. I, yeah, then I'm like, all right, here we go. Now I have to actually hear about them. So hopefully Jerry Jones continues to be Jerry Jones. Uh, McCarthy is on the hot seat, supposedly. So, which is funny, saying that a day after a team just won the show. Yeah, that's uh, classic Dallas. Title, so. Classic Dallas. So, yeah, maybe things are going to get better for Washington. What if I told you the only coach to survive the 2024 season from the NFC East was Brian Dable. That would be hilarious. That would be something. Yeah, that would be something. That's crazy to think about that. That could be the case. Yeah. With two of those teams making the playoffs. Um, last game, Buffalo at Miami. I didn't watch it last night. I knew exactly how the game would unfold. Um, I wanted no part of it. 
I was done with football for the day and both these teams suck. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen started out doing Josh Allen primetime. I mean, it was conical. And then the fourth quarter, they just kind of popped off and he kind of picked it up. Um, yeah, they also got a 95-yard punt return, so that helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. Uh, don't have a lot to say. I Ever since Buffalo, you know, acknowledged terrorism, they're 5-0, and and I hate it. I hate everything Hold about it. I yeah. hope that they get crushed. Um, and then Miami, it it just injuries. They lost another. They uh, lost Van Ginkle and Jerome Baker. Yeah. And they now, have no one next, uh, next week. And the thing that we said they needed to avoid is cold weather. And Arrowhead <laughs> is supposed to be is supposed to be cold. So I whatever the under is in that game, I'd like whatever the Miami team total under is. I like I like yep. Kansas City. Yep. Uh, it's just Miami. It's one of those things where, man, you know, it's just they're always going to feel like they're going to be the best September team ever. And this is the second year in a row where we're going to blame it on injuries. And I, I, you can't not blame it on injuries, but they have to figure something out. Yeah. I think I already saw a stat. It's like Tua's 0 and 4 in games under 45 degrees. And the Dolphins have never won a playoff game under 44 degrees. So, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, he's from Hawaii. He went to play in the Southeast (laughs) and then goes to Miami. Like, yeah, it worked out great until these games. So. That's why they needed to win to get the home field. Because, yeah, I mean, Kansas City gets a handed a freaking gift. So that is the lengthy. We appreciate you if you're still yeah. listening. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, so, like you said, the preview will be short. I mean, we're talking about what, whatever it is, six games. Um, yeah. So We truthfully don't. That's why I kind of want to do a couple more offseason pods this year because we don't really talk about teams heading into the offseason once they're out. Like no, the season's done, and then we talk yeah. about the draft. So it's like – I think that having a little bit of uh, you know recap and an outlook on on these teams is important. So I'm glad we no did doubt. it. No doubt. Um, this is the best time of the year. I already was excited today uh, because it's fake. It's fake world that you get to be a part of and be back in where you can imagine your team is good, even if they're not. Um, it's just a safe, warm feeling. Um, yeah. The off season, beautiful time. Yeah. So uh, enjoy the playoffs. Obviously, enjoy. Whatever comes up this week and Black Monday and throughout this week of staff changes and just know and convince yourself that it's for the better uh, and enjoy it. So, Justin, any closing thoughts? I had a Caleb Williams thing. I'm not going to talk about it just because it's been a long podcast. So, um, basically, just I yeah. the media, like, it's like the cool thing to be anti-Caleb Williams now. Yeah. So, I think yeah. that just shows how good he is. Yep. He's awesome. Josh, Burke, what is it that you out. want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time.
everybody, hey, hi, how are you? It's time to introduce a miraculous dude Something similar to fairy tales that never came true Yeah, I'll probably settle down in like a minute or two It goes B, U to the R-K-E Like a R-K-O Anybody that brings the negativity to tables While I'm trying to sing I just pray when I'm the king that my crown got bling Okay, I get it, I understand The process is rough I'll just stick to that and beat shit And process I trust I know it could be similar to looking at lust Besides, three before and beat They were sort of a bust You know I'm playing Only saying what I'm feeling is true by the way, I think the cash fills the fountain of youth Because the revenue to kids is more important than food I'm the same, but from my view, it's sort of like fuel Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Yo, I need fucking buckets like I'm racial yeah, it's funny future spit, they'll replace him Mumbo rapping came and went, now it's all hood But the shit that I've been doing actually sound good Yeah, I switch my flow up so I know you pay attention But these kids on so much shit that they can't even listen I could take all of their drugs, lay them on the table And they would tell me that it's fake, like it's all a fable Yo, when will everybody know that money isn't everything? After all, when people die, you think they get the fame and bling? Now they get the judgment that they knew they had to face In the end, better spend, heaven doesn't have a bank This is the type of stuff we never talk about Whether time could take us over while we're falling out or if somehow the sundown could hold off a slowdown to allow my head to recount Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits It's the beginning of ending the new trending type of artist Might be coming off corny, make way for the harvest Seems the ones that brag that they're closest are the farthest All these rappers dumb, they ain't smart Shouts to Marcus, that could be Boston or Mr. Henderson I'm talking TJ on the TV in the house I was living in When I was kicking it I'm talking 8 or 9 or 10 when I was spitting this Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits